Hi everyone, I'm Katie Aldrin. And I'm Sam Charlson. And this week on the most dramatic Bachelor podcast yet. We take a look at episode 9 of Nick Vile's Season of the Bachelor. Oh my gosh, is it really episode 9? Yes, although it's only an hour. I think that The Bachelor should be an hour. <laughs> I think that if every episode of The Bachelor was an hour, they could cut down, like, all the, the like, the, you know, like, they could have fit another date in this episode. I was if they, like, cut out I, the nonsense. I was worried I wasn't going to be able to finish my glass of wine by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess that's a case for a three-hour-long episode, <laughs> like next week. Yeah. Should we dive right in? Yeah. So we start the episode with last week's cliffhanger, where Andy Dorfman has come to talk to him. Of course, we are led to believe that she's coming to beg for him back, but that is obviously not the case. <laughs> she's just giving him general advice. Yeah. I felt like Nick couldn't really resist like flirting with Andy in this scene. Like, yes, I felt that way too. <laughs> when he was when he said that he might like reject thirty women, I was like, Whoa, is he trying to sleep with her like right now? Yeah, he was like, just because I'm the bachelor doesn't mean I'm gonna get engaged. <laughs> yeah. Although I do have to say that I think that Nick and Andy were meant for each other and that she really should have chose him. But they've both been kind of, like, so transformed by their experience of being in Bachelor Nation that mm. I don't think they could ever work anymore. Yeah, they're two kind of, like, normie types who, through the celebrity, became, like, monsters. But I think, like, you could have, like, the whole, like, final sequence of La La Land where they go back to, like, the fantasy <laughs> suite and he doesn't say anything weird when they're having sex and then, like, there's just a whole different life for them where yeah. they're just happy living together and they're just, like... You know, Caitlin and Sean, they're still around, but just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. And he's leading exercise classes, and yeah. Yeah. A simpler life. <laughs> you should have the La Land music play under that speech. <laughs> yeah, and Andy also gives him, like, a big permission to sleep with all of the women. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Why do you think that this happened? Like, does Andy just have a really good publicist that got her on the show and like in advance of writing this sequel to her book or do you think that the producers thought for some reason that for everyone to like Nick that he needed like this weird kind of permission from a woman he's already slept with on TV I think that that is probably true that yeah. I think because we've we know so much about Nick's sexual history and also since that was such a major plot point in mm -hmm. the bachelor universe Nick you know Telling Andy that if she didn't love him, she, she shouldn't have make, made love to him. Yeah. I uh, was happy that she just directly asked him about that. Right. I mean, I'm sure that's probably what they were prepping her for the most. Because it is like sort of a weird purifying ritual that he goes through here. Yeah. To kind of speak his like sin. Because he's never really like apologized for it. Well. I guess he did a little on Caitlyn's season. And on different podcasts and like interviews that he's done, he's definitely, but really he does kind of stick to saying that what he regrets is making her feel bad. Right. <laughs> kind of like a weird half apology. Yeah. But, but I do think that when she leaves and she says that to not let anything between them like stop him from like. I guess having sex with the other women. Like, he looks sad. Yeah. His, like, face dropped. I think that he still wants to be with Andy. Here's the thing. I think that Andy is prettier than, like, the three girls that are left. And... I think that's true. She's, like, very powerful. And that's, I think, the most yeah. attractive thing to Nick. I mean, the first night, like, when Vanessa stepped out of that limo, I was so floored by her. But then this week, after seeing Andy on the TV for, like, ten minutes, and then it cut to Vanessa, I was like... 
whoa, they don't even compare at all. Yeah. I think it's also a little unfair because Andy's, like, now been, like, a TV personality for, like, several years now. And, like, she looks, like, she probably looks a lot better than she did when she was, like, on, like, Juan Pablo's season. You know what I mean? It's, like, they're all get, once, like... Yeah, I don't know. She still looks... I mean, she always looked really good, but... Yeah. It's, like, now that she's, like, she's, like, she looks good, like, a celebrity looks good, you know? Yeah. like, she's, like, sort of... that's fair. Like, above, like, a normal person. And I think Vanessa is, like, definitely still, like, a normal person. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess that's a good... Yeah. So, as this is all going on, Chris Harrison is escorting um, the remaining four women to the rose ceremony, which I feel like, does that normally happen? <laughs> well, it was it very was, strange. It was, like, all very, like, presented as though they were Being standing. Being to the slaughter, basically. Well, it made them seem like they were standing outside the whole time that he was with uh, Andy. Yeah. Which is, like, obviously not true. Yeah. But I think that they were doing, there's a little, like, the lady doth protest too much about the whole thing. Because, like, Chris Harrison was there, like, talking to them, and mm-hmm. it was so windy, and then he, they're all standing outside, and he's like, it's pretty cold out. And then, like, then when Nick showed up later in, like, a whole different outfit, he was like, sorry to keep you all waiting. <laughs> and it was, it was, like, obviously they all, like, pl- they were extra planning to make sure it seemed like this was, like, happening simultaneously. Yeah. Or he never would have said that, because obviously wasn't, it wasn't there happening. There wasn't even one exchange in his talk with Andy that made it seem like she was trying to come back. There wasn't right. well, one. Well, because I'm sure, why would Andy go it. along with that, you know? Yeah. No one would ever do say things like that. Yeah. Um, and as Corinne is being led to the rose ceremony by Chris Harrison, she says that Nick knows her almost to the core now. And so I had prepared myself before this episode that Corinne was most likely to go home because she did tell Nick that she loved him. And on this season, whenever you tell Nick that you love him... You go home. That's how it works, basically. <laughs> if you like Nick, you are punished by going yeah. home. I thought it was also interesting. Vanessa was like all, she was like crying before this rose ceremony in her like confessional. But what she was crying was because she said that I don't feel special anymore. A humble feeling, she said, as she was like weeping. Which is like, I think that like speaks a lot to like her psychology here, like her psychological yeah. profile. That she's always kind of the special one. Yeah, and, like, she really... It it does seem like she really, like, thought that she was, like, a clear, like, leader, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, in the pack. But he really hasn't given her that kind of reassurance. I think we saw in previous seasons, like, the front runners. Yeah, I think it kind of shows... It's just, again, more just showing why, you know, people in the house didn't like Vanessa, I think. Yeah. Um, So we go to the rose ceremony. Raven gets the first rose. It's immediately clear from that that Corinne is going home. (laughs) Uh, We've seen in the This Season on Rachel in really winter gear. So we know that she goes to the fantasy suite dates. And then clearly Vanessa's not going home. So it's obviously going to be Corinne. And I felt bad for Corinne at this point. She tells Nick that she's sorry. Like if she did anything to make him upset. That just made me really feel for her that that's, like, her reaction to getting broken up with. And it really makes me hope that she is not dating Chad. Um, Because we've seen some Instagrams of her and Olivia and Chad all hanging out. And there's been chatter in the gossip sphere. Yeah, I thought, like, Corinne's, like, exit here was, like, a very illuminating overall for her, like, psyche. Yeah. Especially in the limo where she's, like, saying, like, why can't I just have a normal relationship I'm done trying to tell men how much I love them and support them. I'm done trying to impress men. I will never kiss up to a man ever again. She goes very quickly, I think, from 
I mean, obviously they were driving her around for like a long time in a limo, mm-hmm. but she goes very fast for me from being like really upset about Nick sending her away to then like vowing to never try to kiss up to a man again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think your instinct that they were driving around that car is most likely true, and I think that it's just funny because she was prompted to get to that place. But like usually they drive people around until they cry. But instead, she, like, is driven around until she seemed, like, totally fine. Like, she didn't seem... Like, in the moment where she lost Nick, she was seemed, like, upset there. But, I mean, it's, like, a very, like, childlike response, I think. I that think, she's still upset. I would say that I think that she probably has a lot of issues to work through, realistically. But I think that out of all of the women, she seems to have liked Nick the most and whether that's because she actually liked Nick or she got swept up in the competition of it all you know who's to who's to say but I don't know I mean I've been pro current for a while so yeah I don't know I'm glad that she's gone I feel like the season really uh hurt from keeping her around for so long because I think that they didn't really know they like you've learned more about her and then they sort of moved her in a direction, but I'm not really sure it was as effective as having, like, another interest. Like, it, it would, I wish there had been a, not, a more interesting other person in the house. I mean, I think Corinne's hometown date was very interesting, and it's something you've never really seen before on The Bachelor. And, I mean, I guess you could probably argue about this for hours, but I think what they what hurt them was keeping her as, like, this villain character for so long. But... I mean, if you think about, like, who you could really see Nick being with, like, at this point, I think it's obvious that he picks Vanessa. I think that maybe he has chemistry with Raven, but I just can't see them together as a couple. But, like, if it could come down between Vanessa and Corinne, like, I really wouldn't have been sure. I really disagree. I think you saw, I think on their actual date with Raven, you saw that they, like, do have... I mean, when they were talking about, like, ironing clothes, as dumb as it is, like, that was, like, a authentic Bachelor moment, That I was think. so bizarre. It was bizarre, <laughs> but it was, like, it felt like... I understand Raven as, like, in the category of, like, an Andy or a Caitlyn. Like, that moment was so strange because, like, the sound faded out and they clearly <laughs> argued for, like, a little bit more. So yeah, I was just but it was, like, funny. Like, which producer or editor or executive was, like... Yeah, this much. Because <laughs> it went on for like a second too long. It went on too long because it was became real for a moment. And that's what, the only time that the conversations ever go on too long is when they become, they stop being like just like a rehearsed speech and like counter response and become like actually people talking. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Corinne or Nick ever talking about anything. We also know that Nick like is friends with Ashley I. Like, there's, like, a whole, like, Nick obviously can, like, talk to, like, women in a way that maybe, like, a Ben Higgins, like, probably is, like, not used to. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, that, I think it's hard to sometimes pick through, like, what it means, like, he would be friends with this person or, like, go out, you know, go to a bar with this person or actually, like, want to date this person. Yeah. And that is also separate from, like, just, like, a physical connection. And I don't really think that Corinne and him, like, do their personalities, like, actually mesh in a way of, like, a friend, I think, but I don't think that she matches, like, what he is looking for and what we've seen him, like, actually be looking for. That's interesting. I think you might be onto something there. I'll allow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we go to Finland, and uh, I was wondering, do you always think it was the plan to go to Finland for these last couple weeks? Do you think that kind of, like, after it seemed like there might not be a happy ending, the producers were like, let's just make it snow? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. 
It definitely, the, I, the Ravens, I mean, we'll probably know more after the other fantasy suite dates, but like. Because it doesn't Ravens seem was like inherently romantic. It was like a helicopter ride and then like a, they went to a pub. There's nothing you can do. You'd be inside. Yeah. I mean, obviously like the Northern Lights are really cool, um, but it's definitely like a little surprising. Although, you know, maybe they just like feel like Nick is, you know, his he's from Milwaukee, right? Maybe he's is like Finland a better fit for the cold. Like a big touristy place like are they trying to attract people i'm sure i know when they went to ireland you know that was right after they had a lot of economic trouble uh yeah i mean nick spends like three minutes talking about how beautiful finland is and like how this is a great place to like fall in love over like <laughs> portrait views of finland so yeah uh so the first fantasy suite date is raven mm-hmm. uh who disembarks from a helicopter wearing a bit, really big dumb hat <laughs> yeah okay the winter clothes in this episode were not great and we'll talk more about it later because it does bear talking about but i felt like they really could have benefited from like the how to get away with murder costumer coming in yeah. to really dress everyone although it probably is also like, everyone on how do i get away with murder has really nice clothes it's also probably also really cold you know yeah but still i mean it's probably colder than any of them really brought clothes for yeah and especially if they moved because they also could have moved for like like the weather in like saint thomas when they were there didn't seem that good Mm -hmm. um so maybe like they had planned somewhere else and then ended up having to go there yeah like weather changes Um, nick says that his uh relationship with raven uh it's a relationship that's like a choose your own adventure book yeah what what does that mean he also describes can you mansplain that for me what does that mean he also describes her as the perfect combination of salty and sweet which i feel like both of those things are like kind of unusual descriptions of uh someone (laughs) but what does it mean for a relationship to be like a choose your own adventure book like what's the alternative (laughs) i mean like here's the thing i think this fits back into what nick thinks that he's looking for slash has been looking for which is that he like wants someone who's like a challenge and i think that he likes that there's sort of like a level of mystery to raven which Mm -hmm. is that like when you like peel back a layer like raven seems like oh she's like from kentucky like that's kind of boring like she's cute sort of Mm -hmm. but then you like talk to arkansas wherever and then she you talk to her and you find out that she like beat up her ex-wife with a shoe you know or you find Mm -hmm. out that like she's like really close to her dad or she was gonna be like a lawyer she's like a business owner like there's a lot of like levels to raven Mm -hmm. or you find out she can't orgasm like there's all you know there's things to keep learning and being surprised by which uh like isn't true for i think like a corinne or even like a vanessa where like Mm -hmm. they're people who are like are straight like they're there and like they're very much who they are but then like raven is someone who i think has been like very consistently surprising and i think that's Mm -hmm. where that's why she's like a choose your own adventure book yeah this is like fits my thesis but this is what he actually in the episode i love a woman who has a big personality who keeps me on my toes always when i feel like i can't get enough of someone and i think that's like a really good I think Raven, also sort of Rachel, fill into that spot of, like, they don't really give Nick a ton of reassurance that they actually even like him. I think that mm. is the, the most attractive quality I that Nick's that looking for. I think maybe Nick actually needs to be on Are You The One? And he needs to have, like, his perfect match. <laughs> like, because on Are You The One, they're all like, yeah, we were always looking for the wrong kind of person in the past. And, like, that's why we're here to, like, figure out, like, who the matchmakers think we should really be with. And I think that maybe <laughs> Nick could just benefit from someone picking a person for him. Yeah. So then Nick, then Raven does admit, uh, she says to ITN that she's only had sex with one person. I've never had an orgasm before. That was surprising um, <laughs> because you just assume that she masturbates. 
Which I feel bad talking about on a podcast, but she did bring it up on national television. Um, it is strange though because it's like it makes it seem like she like doesn't, but also like she's obviously was she had sex with this guy before, and now she's like very willing to have like have sex with Nick. So there's not some like moral thing against like masturbating, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe they, she means they also maybe could have she just only cut around during sex. Yeah, yeah, because they could have been like. She could have been, I've, uh, you know, I would date this person for one, two years. I've never had an orgasm before vaginally <laughs> during intercourse, <laughs> but they just cut out like, the last could, three I words. I believe that because I'm sure that ABC, you know, well, it's just more doesn't fun. Doesn't want to talk no, about yeah. masturbating. Yeah, no one wants to talk about clitoral stimulation on The Bachelor. But don't you think that, like, I don't know, I still think that it would be, Nick would have been like, ooh, if um, <laughs> she was like, I've never had an orgasm besides, like, once I've given myself. Uh, yeah, I probably got the same response for Nick, which, yeah. when he, when she does <laughs> tell just him. pulling at the neck of his, <laughs> like, large sweater. Yeah, it's really funny, Nick has this, like, extreme turtleneck on. It's like that, eating like, his face. Yeah, it looks like his head's about to, like, pop off his body. <laughs> he also sort of looks like a big penis, like I thought. It was, like, funny, like, in the the scene like the subtext of like probably someone recommended him wear that because it's like he looks like a big penis then she <laughs> is wearing like a sweater but it, like it's still kind of like shoulderless yeah her sweater is off the shoulder and it's like she doesn't look cold so is he yeah. just burning up well they're like indoors he probably was burning up because he's like sweating a little bit <laughs> and like when he has to scratch his neck because like the collar is so big it just like looks even yeah. more awkward he's like dig into it it's like his tick do you think a producer just hate, hated him and was like yeah wear the sweater it's like very fashionable <laughs> but it <laughs> look terrible it is funny too because it really did get in the way it's almost like when you like give a kid who like uh, itches like if, you're, if your kid has you know if your kid has like uh you know you're not supposed to like scratch an itch right yeah. if you're like a little kid um if they have like eczema or something and so you sometimes people give them like oven mitts to wear yeah and it's almost like they gave nick like a big giant oven mitt to wear so that he wouldn't like touch his neck awkwardly <laughs> like he always does but it didn't work it was just more awkward <laughs> it just looked so so weird yeah so raven like she <laughs> gives like this pretty big speech about her feelings for Nick where she explains that she like feels the way about Nick that she never felt about her boyfriend for two years mm -hmm. and that Nick makes her feel safe and protected and she says like she gives this whole thing about like her dad always wished her to have an easy love and every step of the way Nick's made it so easy for her to love him and then she does tell Nick that she loves him he kisses her and then he says that was one of the best professions of love I've ever heard <laughs> like probably like <laughs> and then he in his like, whole life then he has to like um back up a little bit and say i mean not just to me like yeah. saying that so many women have told them <laughs> that they, they yeah. love him when i was like watching this and maybe because we were watching pretty late last night it like made me think like watching it was like what does love even mean <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the show is just like so it's like you're in like a like a stockholm syndrome like it's just like what like does raven love nick like, what does she think... I mean, she explains... She gives some definitions. Like, Raven very like is very smart. She, yeah. like, gives some definitions, like, about, like, her heart, like, flurrying and, like, pitter-patter. She says, like, afterwards, like, what her heart feels. Like, is that love? Like, what is... How do you love someone on that, The Bachelor? Like, I don't... <laughs> Sam, how, how did you describe love? <laughs> I don't know. That's the show, like, makes you, like, question... It like there's a breakdown of like reality, like it's like an there it's like a alienating effect, as like Breck to that line. Like it's like it, it's so what they're what they're experiencing is so like counterintuitive 
to like what I think like love is that like their willingness to like say it is love is like a weird destruction of their like individuality and like their like ability to like think it's like they've all just been trapped here and like are being broken down which like really makes you think about like like, the idea of love as like you know the death of the individual and like the creation of like a new unit and the subsuming of someone's identity into another person because that's what's literally they're literally being brainwashed like a concentration camp style in this house and being fun with like liquor really if you've read Sarah Kane's play Cleansed, she like really that's what's kind of the point of it is that like like love is sort of like the death of identity, which is like kind of how like prisons are designed also. And like well, these I women think... are in a prison to love someone. And you never really think about that, but it's like it is hor it Raven telling Nick that she loves him after she was with her a human boyfriend for two years, like in the real world, is horrible. That's like a horrible act. because like, it's like she's not ending with Nick. They've like for they've created a situation where she would experience like if she does genuinely like love him or feel those feelings, like it that is like a that's like evil that's like an evil thing that they've done to to Raven I think anyway. Um yeah I think that's fair it kind of reminds me of like do you remember like ten or twenty years ago there were like all those uh, timeshares and there was like that, that South Park episode where like. It's just, you just go and, like, you used to go to this free meeting, yeah, or this meeting, and meeting. then you get this free vacation, and then they won't let them out, and then finally they have to say they love Nick, and finally they can get let out yeah. <laughs> of the show. That's, like, the only, like, freedom. Do you think that she loves Nick? I don't know. It's hard. It's also hard to know. Like, I think everyone does experience love differently, and I think it's difficult to say whether or not one individual person is experiencing love if you don't know them personally yeah but so we end this episode with <laughs> chris harrison's voiceover saying will raven's date come to a satisfying yeah. end she tells nick that she's never had an orgasm before <laughs> but there, like, there's boing. yeah he looks like so nervous do you think she's i don't think that? he looked nervous i think he was like excited it's like a a challenge well it's like because it means that probably like nick probably can make raven orgasm but it probably, you know. I mean, because, like, the stakes are low, basically. Yeah, and it's also, like, probably, like, probably just, like, her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend is, like, not good, you know? But, like, Nick's, like, had sex with, like, many people on TV, right? <laughs> Some <laughs> said it was the most awkward experience, sexual experience of their life. <laughs> I.e. <Nick>. Andy. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. Maybe maybe Raven will never know. And Liz orgasm. didn't give, like, a star review either. But yeah, that's true. She won his number. None of the in, the, in the, in the next week ons, like, you know, there's always the scenes where they're, like, saying goodbye, like, in the morning. Mm-hmm. They, like, showed a couple moments from that, it seemed like, with him and, like, Vanessa, too. Mm-hmm. And no one, like, seemed happy in any of them. I think it's also because it's freezing out. Like, they all, like, wear, like, yeah. coats and stuff. I don't think that this is, like, a place they would go for a finale if they were very happy with the way the season was going. You know, it's not like where, like, Chris Souls got to go to, like, Bali or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he got to go to Bali just for the fantasy suites. Yeah. Although it's also, like, I don't know. It makes more sense than there. Then again, they did spend some time in Iowa. I'm sure that was very cheap. Yeah. Uh, I have Bachelor news. Oh, my gosh. Go for it. Uh, do you know that Nick is going to be on Dancing with the Stars this new season? No, but yeah. I'm not surprised. I think the official announcement's, like, on Wednesday morning, but it was on, like, People and stuff with him and... um. It's Nick and Jaro. So, you know, Ben wasn't on Dancing with the Stars, but obviously we now know that he can't dance at all. Yeah. <laughs> he can't, <laughs> like, physically, it should be illegal for him to dance. 
but then Chris Souls was on Dance with the Stars, and then mm-hmm. basically right after Dance with the Stars, then ended his relationship with Whitney. Uh, which this I think this probably does not bode great for the future of Nick and uh, whoever he ends up with, probably Vanessa at this point. Yeah. Um, because it does show, like, I, I think it just shows that what he's there for, you know? It's like kind of like a wrong reason. So did, did Sean go on Dancing with the Stars? Uh, Sean Lowe? Yeah. I don't know, actually. I don't follow Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I will not be watching yeah. it. Um, has it started filming yet? Um, no, because they haven't made the official announcements yet. But I think it starts filming really soon. It's kind of interesting because I feel like, you know, what, for instance, Chris and Whitney, like, when did they really break up? And maybe they broke up even before he went on Dancing with the yeah. Stars, but it was just something to, like, take the attention away for a little bit. Yeah. And have an excuse, you know, maybe as to why they're not to get, like, right. together in the moment. And then after, it's, like, an acceptable period when they can break up. Yeah. I wonder if they will be the same for Nick. Yeah, and they also, like, it does show that, you know, Nick probably is not moving to Montreal to, like, live with yeah. Vanessa. She teaches, like, special needs adults what to do. But but it was also interesting, so Whitney Bischoff yep. uh, tweeted, Why does a bat, she at people, why does a bachelorette never get this gig at Bachelor ABC? I wanted to see Caitlin Bristow shake her tail feather. And then Whitney's, that was, that was the ex-fiance of Chris Souls, right? Yes. Um... He's who, already engaged again. Yeah. He also, like, cheated on Whitney with uh, the, his dance partner, who was another blonde woman named Whitney. Uh, that was, like, the story. That was, like, the big <laughs> what a story. Dumb, dumb a lot of, like, reality stars end up dating, like, I think, uh, what's his face? Robert Hershevac from Shark, Shark Tank. When yeah. he went dancing with the stars, also had, like, a relationship with, like, his dance partner. I mean, it's, like, very sexual, right? Yeah. So Whitney posted that, and then Caitlin responded and said, actually, I was offered it, the Dancing with the Stars. Had the contract, and then Mike Fleiss, the creator bachelor, told me I wasn't allowed. He what? said he didn't want people wanting fame after his show. And then she has the emoji of, like, you know the emoji where it's, like, thinking? Yeah. Like, with the finger on its chin? Yeah. A, a Nick Vial kind of emoji. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, which is, like, pretty, you know, great for Caitlyn. I guess you, she must not be going it. on any other Bachelor <laughs> ABC show forever. Yeah. But she's probably out of her NDA, like... Yeah. I mean, that probably wouldn't period. fall under an NDA, maybe, anyway. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it is interesting, because it is, That's like... That's crazy. Ugh, why are they so mean to her? I think that a ba- there was the first Bachelorette was on Dancing with the Stars also, like Trista or something. Mm-hmm. But since then, there have been none. But there have been, like, five Bachelors have, like, been on Dancing with the Stars. That's so crazy. What a reason to boycott Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> well, um, isn't that actually a reason to boycott The Bachelor, since Mike Fleiss is the one who runs The Bachelor still and is, like, producing it? Yeah, I also but heard let's of, be realistic here about what we're going to do. It'd be interesting to know show. whether JoJo was offered Dancing with the Stars, because mm. she had a perfectly, you know, by-the-book season, I think. I can't imagine that she wouldn't want to do it unless she yeah. isn't a confident I, dancer. I can't imagine that they wouldn't offer her to do it. I mean, like, she also, like, we saw her cha-cha with Derek, or whatever the guy's name was. It was Derek <laughs> or Chase. Like, they, I'm sure she can dance as well as Robert Hershevet can dance. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see whether she ever goes on. I guess after, you know, her season, there were so many rumors around, you know, why Jordan was really on the show, and now yeah. he has this newscasting gig, and... It, that would have not gig. been a good yeah. sign for their relationship yeah. on Dance with the Stars. Yeah, it's never a good sign for the relationship, it no. seems like. Um, so, yeah, definitely, I do not do not think whoever Nick proposes to, he'll be with mm-hmm. by the end of the Dance with Star season, for sure. Yeah. This has been another episode of the most dramatic Bachelor podcast yet. 
find us on Twitter and Instagram at Most Dramatic Pod or send us an email, mostdramaticpod at gmail.com. Our logo is by Lizzie Chalson, and as always, our music is by Josh Garcia. Until next time, stay safe, everybody. Bye.